What is up, guys? Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. we got a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking about the, the change of plans when it comes to the Zack Snyder Justice League movie that will be coming out. The original plan for it was to be a four-part series of sorts. Now... They've made an about face, and this four-hour project is not going to be a movie. So I'll get my uh, the opinion of this move from uh, from my guys in a couple minutes. Also, a, a big classic show appears to be on the return potentially, according to Kevin Smith. That uh, was just, I was shocked to hear what he what he had to say. And I'm curious what my guys got to say about that as well. We got some big castings. We got a big one for Titans. Um, we got a big one for Moon Knight. As well, that Disney Plus project that's coming out with a uh, with Isaac playing Moon Knight, and then uh, and some rumors about some of the stuff happening with the MCU. Some people uh, who maybe finished up shooting for Spider Man Three, some castings for WandaVision, and some plans for Black Panther. So it's a loaded show. We're gonna try to get through it in a timely manner. Should be a good podcast. Join me on my co-host starting with Shamari Stewart, who is back after a one-week break. Sham, uh, obviously, for the listeners who uh, did not check our YouTube channel, we, we are doing our WandaVision episode recaps every week on YouTube exclusively. So I know that's a little bit of a, a, a misdirect from you guys. I know you guys used to hearing us do a, a review show um, on our podcast of WandaVision. But we want to try to beef up our YouTube Hero Talk content. So we're, gonna, we're moving that to YouTube, our first episode. Re, uh, recap, which is you know, the first two episodes of WandaVision, are up on YouTube right now. You can find that uh, New Generation Media um, and uh, New Generation Media on YouTube. That's with Kendall and myself. Shamari wasn't with us last week, also wasn't in that video. But Shamari, I wanted to uh, get your thoughts briefly. I know we'll talk about it a little bit later. But what did you think of uh, WandaVision? I enjoyed WandaVision. Um, I, I mean, I it was it was obviously uh, as we all expected, very different uh for marvel studios um but but i mean i thought it was fun which is ultimately what i what i want out of all these shows i want them to be fun you know i want to have a good time whether it be laughing you know maybe curious intrigued uh but but i very much enjoyed it um and uh, i'm i'm very much looking forward to uh seeing more um uh, seeing more of these characters, I thought all the actors and actresses did a great job, and it just—it's—it's it's quite a throwback. In terms, of, you know, I know that a lot of things in this era are kind of retro, where that was kind of sure. in for 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 a little while, but this is a this is a almost like a literal retro. So it's, uh, so yeah, I like it. I'm enjoying it. Um, we can get into more detailed discussion maybe a little later, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and uh, when we talk a little bit about some of the news we got from WandaVision this week, I'll make sure to uh, circle back, Sham, maybe give a little bit more details. We don't want to go too many spoilers early in the podcast for people who have not checked out um, the uh, the series. So, of course, that's on Disney+, Plus. if you don't have Disney+. Plus. And, of course, for people who didn't get to watch our episode or uh, review that we did on YouTube, you know, you can catch that again on YouTube, New Generation Media. And one thing I will say quickly, Sham, is I do feel like, in a way, like, I think this show... Is some ways kind of tailor made for someone like myself, and I wonder if if it maybe is for you as well, because I think the millennial era has a bit of an affinity towards like sitcoms, like traditional sitcoms, because not only were we alive where they were you know 
like modern day classic sitcoms that were on, like Friends, like Seinfeld. Um, I know there are a bunch of people going to yell at me about that. I'm not remembering, but like we were in a time period where sitcoms were still really big and really still like the, the number one shows on television. And then the syndication was so uh, expansive and so um, influential as well for us, you know, Fresh Prince, Martin, um, so yep. many of these shows that we ended up then watching on syndication, Saved by the Bell, like, and then for us, for the Nick at Night shows, you're a kid and you're watching Nickelodeon, I Love Lucy and Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie and Laverne and Shirley and the Jeffersons and, Sin- and San- Sanford Son. Like, I feel like I had way more of an appreciation for watching that show, WandaVision, the first two episodes, saying, like, this looks like I Love Lucy, The Honeymooners, Bewitched, like, any of those kind of shows that I watched because my parents watched them as reruns or I watched because they were just the only thing on after 9 o'clock. I think that in some ways, like, that's going to help WandaVision. Do you agree with that? I do, too. Um, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, I mean... Our generation is fam- are uh, certainly familiar with those shows. Yeah, um, and I think it will also attract kind of older the older generation as well, uh, which I know Marvel a bit of trouble doing uh, with regard to Stacey. I know he's he's always yeah. the guy. You yeah, I was gonna to. say I'm guessing Shamari's saying you know, Martin Scorsese. You know, of course, you got to like this one. I don't know. I, look, you have to. He's the guy. He's the guy you think of. I mean, I know uh, who was the other one. Was it? Uh, it wasn't Spielberg. It was one of these Cameron. other guys. Cameron is yeah. another one, but Scorsese, he's always the one you kind of think of, you know, where they, the older generation kind of see it as like theme park movies or amusement park movies where you just go and it's crazy and then you leave, you know, but <laughs> like James Cameron, like, didn't you make Avatar? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's looking at Avatar like it's some kind of Picasso, you know, <laughs> some kind of something you have to think so much about, but I don't know. Um, but I mean, so I think WandaVision is doing a good job of kind of reaching out to that audience as well as the younger audience. Um, I would probably have trouble with the much younger audience. Yeah. Uh, I think I you know, so far, but, uh, uh, but we'll see, we'll see if it'll, if it'll add a little bit of that kind of flair later on. Word. And we'll get into a little bit more detail towards the end of the show. But uh, Kendall joins us as well. You just heard Kendall a couple uh, minutes ago. Kendall, um, big news this week. What are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of a lot of what we got. Um, I'm looking forward to the WandaVision discussion at the end. Um, and to me, I think what's what's most interesting is that we're getting a return of uh, a major a major show, like you mentioned, um, released or announced uh, or speculated on the Fat Man on Batman podcast. Uh, so, or now they call it Fat Man Beyond. <laughs> So we'll be talking about that with Kevin Smith and uh, and Mark Bernard, and we'll be talking about that later in the show. But that's going to be, I think, a very interesting conversation, especially if you're talking about guys uh, our age. So exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff for millennials to like on this week's podcast. So this this should be a good show. But let's begin the show um, with again what I thought was pretty major news regarding uh, the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League project. So as you recall, remember the first time we heard about this project that was supposed to be four hours plus, the plan was for it to be a four-part miniseries. Now the man himself, Zack Snyder, is confirming that that is no longer going to be the case. It's supposed to debut in March, but now it will be a full-on movie. 
So, Sham, we haven't really seen. I mean, we we have not seen. We we, we have not seen a superhero movie that's beyond four hours, or, or you know, we've seen very few that have even been beyond three hours. So this is gonna be a very very interesting concept for them to do it this way. I mean, obviously, we're not accustomed necessarily to seeing four part miniseries either, but four part four hour movie is is certainly a lot to take in. Do you think that this plan makes sense? And why do you, you know, it's almost speculation here, but why do you think that they're deciding to change this late in the game? Uh, honestly, I have no idea why they're, <coughs> excuse me, why they are changing. You know, I, I mean, I really don't. Whether you split it up into four, or it's split up into four parts or you watch it all at once, you know, I mean, I think, I, I mean, the splitting it up makes sense if it's extremely long. You know, which, which four hours he, which, he you know, it's very long, you know, <laughs> so I don't, uh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, the only thing that you think of is if it's some kind of artistic, you know, some kind of quirk, some kind of Snyder, you know, demanding or something like that. But I, I wouldn't think that that's what's happening this late. Like you said, I mean, what? I, yeah, so I don't I have no idea. I, it doesn't affect any. It doesn't affect me. I could probably watch Snyder, a Snyder four hour movie, but. You know, the other people, maybe it won't be as appealing. Maybe now they'll be like, ah, let's watch this four-hour movie. Ah, you know, then they, now they might not watch it. Yeah. You know, so I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really understand the logic from a, a company perspective. I don't understand the logic from a uh, viewer's perspective. Um, the only thing I think of is some kind of artistic preference. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure why, but it doesn't affect me, but I'm sure it'll probably affect the the viewership i would imagine look i don't know about i don't know about you guys but you know when i was watching justice league in theaters the one thing i wasn't thinking was i wish we had two more hours of this Um, (laughs) but with that being said uh so i i think i have an idea why this is happening yeah i've got the theories um i agree that this is not uh i don't i don't think that this is a Zack snyder decision I think okay. Snyder creatively would prefer uh, a miniseries, right? Because again, aesthetically, it makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, what does it do a four-hour movie? Like, what difference? What difference does it make? Just splitting it up. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think this is a a Warner Media decision and an HBO Max decision to better sell the movie, or rather, better, um, better market the movie as a movie with the rest of the movie they're going to be releasing in 2021. Um, when that had when that that speculation was coming about about whether this would be a series or a movie, and I believe when the decision was made, I don't know if Warner Media and HBO Max had made the decision on releasing all their movies, all the Warner Brothers movies on HBO Max in 2021. I believe that that hadn't happened yet. They may have made the decision internally, but that hadn't been announced. But now that that's been announced, we've had Wonder Woman, and now they're going full full steam ahead. Um, with other movies like Matrix and Mortal Kombat and Space Jam and Suicide Squad, I think they now feel like it's probably best if we throw Justice League into that equation, especially considering they lost Dune, which was going to be one of the major movies, a part of that package. Right. Uh, They lost because of a lawsuit with Legendary Pictures, who was like, I know, push the movie back. We don't want to lose all this money because you guys were putting on some streaming service that we don't own um they allowed them to keep godzilla versus kong but they lost dune 
So they may have felt we need to replace that as a part of that package and decided we'll just say Zack Snyder's Justice League of the movie. And, I mean, I think it's not ideal, I think, for the consumer, um, but, I mean, you could watch it in four parts. No one's forcing you to no watch it in one sitting. Uh, so, it, I mean, if you like being able to just binge something, it's actually probably better for those people as opposed to having to wait week to week. Uh, to watch a movie that we've already seen, you know, that already see that already, that already seemed yeah. kind of odd. Yeah, I mean, those people are happy. Yeah, you know, but it's yeah, so ultimately, I think there's an HBO decision. I think there's a Warner Media decision, uh, or an HBO Max decision. Um, and I don't, I, I won't say it's the wrong decision. It's just uh, it doesn't seem ideal from a viewing standpoint. Uh, watching a four-hour movie and thinking that a lot of people are going to see it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, yo, like, I'm going to be honest, guys. Like, I, I can't remember a movie that I've committed to to watching that I am looking forward to least than uh, a four-hour Zack Snyder Justice League. Like, the the four-part series thing, the way, the way I was able to digest that, I felt made the most sense and... You know, for a movie that I originally did not like to begin with, I was like, okay, you know, give it to me in parts. I know it's four hours a long time, but, you know, you're spacing it out. I'll be able to deal with that. You're telling me I got to sit. I know Kendall, to be fair, or Jamari, you guys said to be fair, you don't have to sit for four hours. But, I mean, to me, like, if you're giving me a, a thing that's four hours, the, the plan is you're supposed to in take it take it in as, it's, as a whole. And... That's just not something I, I want to do. I'm not someone who particularly likes super long movies to begin with. Uh, maybe, you know, Marvel kind of outside of that, you know, bubble, so to speak. But even for Marvel, like, really only the big Avenger movies was I comfortable with it going beyond, you know, you know three hours. Four hours, again, of a film that I really did not enjoy all that much to begin with. Now it's a different version of it. I'm sure there will be additional scenes and new things and some things that I hope are better than what we got from Josh Whedon. But that's a that's a big ask, man. That's a big ask. And I know there are fans that will enjoy this and be excited because now they feel like, you know, we're truly going to be able to see Zack Snyder's vision as he would have wanted it most. But I, I don't, I'm not happy about it personally. And um, I guess the only, the only, the only, I think, positive in this is that you know you will be able to really truly compare like really truly compare the the theatrical experience of watching Zack Snyder's Justice League movie and Joss Whedon's Justice League movie like they, they, there won't be any discussion about oh well this one was a series so it was you know it was so whether it be good or bad like oh it helps it or hurts it in some way like now I think you know everyone a lot of the conversation particularly with a lot of DC fans particularly with Zack Snyder's fans have been this idea that his vision was stifled and that um, that we didn't get to see the full vision and even doing it in a series or in parts wouldn't necessarily give us that same kind of, you know, apples to apples comparison. Now we're going to have that for better or for worse. You know, <laughs> like I can't say for sure it's for better, but that at least will happen. So there won't be in that conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last um, the last long movie I watched was The Irishman. Yeah. And that was three and a half hours long. And um, I'm trying to think if I if I split that up. I feel like I did. I, feel, <laughs> I, I think I needed a break. I had to get up and do something else. 
Right. And then I came back and I finished it. And I enjoyed it. I've heard a lot of people say it was boring or slow or took too long. I enjoyed it. Um, I like Martin Scorsese movies, so, I mean, I was going to enjoy it. But, but I mean, the length didn't bother me. There was a, a lot of payoff at the end. You know, you knew where the story was going. The acting was good. I can, I can watch a long movie. Yeah, it's that's a totally yeah. subjective thing. I mean, our, our, our mom, Lisa uh, Stewart, <laughs> she, um, I mean, she watches long movies all the time. And I've seen her sit there right. and watch three-hour and half-hour movies. And I'm like, I don't know how you do this. That's a totally subjective thing. And I want to make clear to the audience, what I'm saying is completely subjective, well, like most of the things on this podcast. I'm not saying that four-hour movies are bad or that you shouldn't do four-hour movies, typically. I'm saying for me, for, again, a movie that I watched two hours of and I was like, man, this was a, not the greatest project I've ever seen. The idea that now I have two more hours of it from a director where I haven't liked the, 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 the direction he sent this property in the first place it's just not. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to do it, and because I, I feel like it's part, it's an important part of the culture. It obviously, it's an important part of our podcast and our YouTube channel. So, I mean, I'm going to watch it and study it closely and really pick it apart. And uh, if it's great, I will sit here and say, "Yo, man, I really enjoyed that project." I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here wanting to hate something, you know. But if you tell me, you know, the anticipation I have for Wandavision, for example, not the anticipation I'm gonna have, anticipation I'm gonna have for. Uh, for this show, do I do I do agree with Kendall that you know HBO Max is trying to separate itself from Disney Plus? You know Disney Plus you know, only did the Mulan and Soul movies, but you know there are I think there may be one or two more movies up on up deck up on deck as well. But it's not like that's going to be a movie place. That's going to be mostly a, a television series location. I think HBO Max trying to differentiate itself from uh, from Disney. That's a way to do it. And I think that may be something to do with why they're doing it this way. Speaking of HBO Max, we got some big news from, uh, as Kendall said, the, the Fat Man Beyond podcast by uh, director Kevin Smith, which he co-hosts with Mark Bernard. And shout out to both of the gentlemen, particularly Mark, who has appeared on New Generation Media very briefly. Um, he he, he, uh, he, he, he kind of broke some news when, when he said that um, HBO Max is apparently looking to revive Batman the Animated Series. So... On the podcast, he said, quote, HBO Max is looking at making a Batman the Animated Series sequel and that they want to continue that forward. I'm not involved, but I heard, I too have heard this uh, and I've heard this from very reliable people. So Batman the Animated Series is a show that came out in 1992. We haven't really seen anything from it in terms of that particular series since the mid to late 90s. Obviously, we did end up having Batman Beyond. That was a sequel series as well, but this appears to be something new and or different. Kendall, what do you think of the idea of HBO Max reviving Batman the Animated Series in the form of a sequel? So, HBO Max reviving Batman the Animated Series, first of all, we have to we have to ask, what is a sequel to Batman the Animated Series? Because we had the original run um, that lasted about two, three years. And then we had the new adventures, Batman the Animated Series, which was which to me yeah. it's to me is still Batman the Animated Series. But I know two right. people. You can argue not. that could be a sequel, you could argue that's a continuation. You know, obviously the animation changed, it's kinda of a little bit of a time jump, but it's you know, it seems like a continuation, maybe not a sequel. Then we have Batman Beyond, which is, you know, an even bigger time jump. It's almost a different show, but it's sort of a spiritual successor and in the universe of Batman the Animated Series. Um 
And of course, you have Justice League Unlimited, you've got Justice League, you've got right. Superman the Animated Series. So what do we consider a sequel of Batman the Animated Series? Is it canon to the original show? Um, I would imagine so. Uh, you know, is it in between the, the, the new animated series and the original animated series? Is it after the new animated series? All that stuff has to be, has to be answered. But um, just the concept in general is obviously great. Bruce Tim is, if Bruce Tim's involved then that, to me, suggests that this is going to be epic, that this is going to be incredible. Um, and to me, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i all in. So, I mean, I, I it seems like a money decision. See, not <laughs> by money, I don't mean uh, a business decision, but it seems like a great decision, you know, an on-point decision uh, by HBO Max on the money decision to go with uh, uh, a Batman animated series sequel. Uh, and we'll just have to see whether or not it's a series or a movie. I think a movie would make more sense in terms of considering it a sequel, you know, and not feeling like it's just another Batman Beyond or another new adventure of the Batman animated series. Um, and we know those movies, I mean, Mask of the Phantasm, uh, you know, Sub-Zero, those are great movies. So uh, I'd be fine with either a movie or, you know, a continuation series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when Kendall told me this, it's kind of broke this news to me. You know, my gut reaction was, what about Batman Beyond? Uh, I mean, that was the first thing I said. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows I love Batman Beyond. I was like, Batman Beyond is a sequel. That's, you know, the the Batman from the, <laughs> the original show, yes. older, training a new Batman yes. in the future. That's yeah. what we consider typically a sequel. You know, that is the sequel. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, is this what? I don't know what this is. This is, I guess, a sequel to that and a, and a sequel to the original in a prequel to Batman Beyond, I guess. Yeah. Because they shouldn't decanonize, you know, Batman Beyond. Yeah, I wouldn't. Imagine. I don't even know what that means. I don't, I don't think that. I don't, I don't think they will. Yeah. So I don't even know what that would even look like. What's Warner Brothers doing? So like, so yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. I mean, I think that whatever this is, like Kendall said, if um, if jeez, uh, what's his name? Bruce Sim. If Bruce Sim is involved, then it's gold. Right, I mean that's it. It's over. You got you get bringing Kevin Conroy. That's it. I'm watching it, and you know it's Batman again, and it's just it's it's good. So um, I'm intrigued as to what exactly this is. I would imagine some kind of Robin is going to be involved. Um, you know, some kind of Robin. I don't know. I don't know who the Robin is, but we're going to get a Robin. Imagine if we get a Jason Todd. Yeah, what if we get a Jason Todd Robin? We never saw that. We haven't seen see a Jason Todd Robin. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they didn't. They didn't do Jason Todd. Uh, they went straight to Tim Drake. In the, yeah. in, the, in the new adventures of Batman. Exactly. So, I mean, what if we get a Jason Todd Robin? Yeah. Um, what if there's no like Jason Todd guy? Or, huh? Yeah. No, like, what if there's like an indefinite period where, you know, you get a, uh, or you do get a Jason Todd? Yeah. That'd be kind of quick. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I, first of all, I'm, 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 I can't be more excited. I mean, to me, you know, Batman the anime series is the holy grail when it comes to superhero animation to me um it it just set the tone and kind of laid the groundwork for what a modern day superhero animated show should be you know at one it was something different before then it was something that was usually very campy very childish um artistically kind of like fine but not all that uh advanced this to me was way this this show changed the game. So 
and it affected so many people. So, to, so if you're telling me you're doing anything to revive that universe and that world and that show, I'm already on board. Now it's a matter of, you know, what's the story? What are you trying to do? I agree with Sham. If Screw Timmons involved, man, then it's all over. I mean, I'm all, I'm good. I'm in. I don't need to know anymore. Um, in terms of what this story could be, uh, that's, I'm, I'm curious, you know, because, you know, shout out to Kevin Conroe, but he is in his, you know, mid sixties. So, you know, yeah, but we just saw him in, uh, in the, in the, in the crossover. He sounds <laughs> just like Batman. He does. Yeah. He, yeah. To be fair, he still sounds the same. Um, yeah. so, but I mean, I, that, now that was, I guess, two years ago at this point or a year. Yeah. Yeah. About two years ago now. Um. But still, like, he is still a little older. We don't know when this show is going to get off the ground. So I'm hoping he'll be good. I'm, 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 I'm praying that he'll be good. Yeah, uh, but Adam West. You know, Adam West. He sounded like Adam West when he was 90. I know. Yeah, Adam <laughs> Yeah, Adam West. God rest his soul. He, he, you know, yeah, he sounded like, you know, He's 60 Batman. Even in his last days. What a, fairly what a our parents. You know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Catman. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if Mark Hamill could still do the Joker the way he he did in his younger days too. That's going to be something. Yeah, gonna be. and Hamill, you know, he's been doing a lot. I mean, Hamill's still been doing a lot of stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, he's an animation legend. Uh, we, think, we last saw him in uh in Killing Joke, right? He was, he was Joker, I believe. Yeah, I did not watch Killing Joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard enough, and I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to be for me. Um, what I will say is, I feel like. If they're gonna do a Batman sequel, I think that it needs to be with Batman and Damian Wayne. I think that that's just like. So you're saying like, Damian Wayne? Yeah, I, I I think that that's like a layup. I think I think Jason Todd should happen. I think he should already be Red Hood. I think like what we're missing from like the animated aspect of the superhero culture is like modern day villains and characters, like. It's like it, it's unfortunate to me that like I like I can't watch an X Men show, a Batman show, a Superman show that doesn't have some of these characters that have been introduced in the last you know ten to fifteen yeah, years. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's just, there's a lot of people who are important that we just don't have any animated. I mean, no, we do have DC does those animated movies, and I love that they do that. A lot of a lot of stories, you know. Yeah, and of course, you know they, they've done plenty of comics, but. Like, you know, I, we had never seen Hush on Batman the Animated Series. You know, we've yeah. never seen Damian Wayne on Batman the Animated Series. There are stories, storylines that have been the core of ours. Like, there's so many, there's stories that have been introduced since then to the canon that we have not seen in the animated form. Um, and, yeah, the same thing can be said for the X-Men. Same thing can be said for Superman. Same thing can be said for next- Spider-Man. Like, you know, to be fair, Spider-Man's probably actually maybe the one exception because because yeah. they've had so many recent shows, they have been able to introduce way more. So I'll take Spider-Man out of that. But really, I think Spider-Man may be the only person I would take out of that. I think a lot of these big heroes, because we haven't had a lot of superhero shows that have, you know, yeah. I guess been attractive enough or good enough to kind of break the uh, mold of, like, the, 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 the kid audience that they attract. Iron a Man lot is. of these people we haven't seen. <laughs> that new one. Iron Man, they, they had a new villain every week. <laughs> Iron Man, the Armored Adventures. Um, I was going to ask, you mentioned X-Men. If we, if you could only bring back one, X-Men on Disney Plus or Batman on HBO Max, what is it, what, what, do, we, what do we bring back? I would, back. if I had one, I'm bringing back, I, I would bring back the X-Men. Really? Wow. All right. Wow, EJ. Really. Debate. EJ, EJ's. Death battle. 
Start. So, so the reason why I would say the X Men is because it's just Batman's world is huge. It's as big as maybe one of the biggest worlds of any solo character, so to speak. I know he sometimes has a sidekick. I feel like the X-Men world is just so big and there have been so many mutants and so many new characters and so many stories introduced since... Even, I mean, I know, you know, Louvre and X-Men, I think they would have done a lot more if they had more time. They just didn't have the time, I think, to explore a lot of new, new avenues and things. They did, you know, putting Emma Frost on the team was, like, very much, like, progressive and modern, given what the comics were doing. But even that was still years kind of years late, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much, and you, know, you can see what they're doing in Krakoa now. I mean, it's just another world. Like, there's so much the X-Men have done since we've had the X-Men the Animated Series. I think seeing them explore those characters and the developments and how things have changed, uh, I think I would most want to see that. But it's close. I mean, I, I, I mean that's like... You want me to cut off your right arm or your left arm? I mean, I want I, I don't I want both arms. I, I prefer to see both. But if you had if I had one, I would say I could live with the fact that there, and here's another reason why. Because the Batman in the series, as you guys mentioned, like there technically there are sequels. Like he is in technically Superman. He is in the Justice League. He is in Justice League Unlimited. And it is that Batman. It is that world. We have Batman uh, beyond. So We've had sequels. We've had content in that world, just not a Batman-centric show. But that character has long lived beyond the 1992 series. The X-Men, it ended in 96 or 95, whenever that last year was. And that was it. We never got anything more from those iterations of those characters. So seeing how those characters progress and adding new characters to the canon, I just think there's there's so much less we've explored since then. All right, Shwari. If you're... Uh... Nah, your your two minutes are up. Are up. Or your two right, minutes right. are up. I'm, I'm not going. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks, Kristen Welker. I'm <laughs> doing a lightning round. Thanks, Kendall Welker. Yeah, this isn't a spelling bee. This isn't a, the script spelling bee, which I hope shout out to spelling bee, man. They got to do that again. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, man, we had no spelling bee in 2020. We didn't have a spelling bee last year. <laughs> we, won't best, but, yeah, we, won't, we won't get into all that. But um, yeah, I do feel bad. For they could have done a virtual one. Yeah, I feel, but bad, that's for, I feel bad for those kids. But you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I just thought that, you know, Batman, uh, you know, as much as I love the X-Men, and you know, I love the X-Men. That's, that, that is massive part of my childhood. It's the X-Men, X-Men, the animated series. You know, like EJ said, it's like, you know, choose. She's wearing a picture of Morph on his wall. Growing up. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, choose your left eye or your right eye. Which one do you want? Yeah. You know, it's like, geez. So, uh, but yeah, you got to go with Batman. You know, I feel like Batman the Animated Series is, is that's 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 it when it comes to superhero animated shows. You know, it just had everything. Yeah, Batman who's the best superhero. It had, uh, you know, it had this is Rose Gallery. It had that noir kind of tone. I, uh, I think I think it's besides Spider Man the Animated Series. I think X Men. I mean, excuse me. I think Batman the Animated Series. It's it's the best Rose Gallery of any superhero show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've literally done episodes where they just go through all the villains, you know. Yeah, like it's amazing. They, they they did them so well, all of them. I said the only one I think that comes close is probably the '90s Spider-Man show. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say that's the uh, other one. Be only because, like you said, it, it takes a certain amount of longevity. 
Um, yeah, Teen yeah, Titans, yeah. Titans is in that conversation as well. I can um, see that. Teen yeah, Titans in that conversation, but that's another one. Longevity. Um, yeah, but you got four or five seasons. Like you got time. You know, like unfortunately, right. you know, Spectacular Spider-Man had two. Um, other shows have had two or one. Green Lantern, the anime series had one series. Uh, yeah. One season, like you know, and your Mighty Heroes only had two, two, like, and they, they, and they did a really good job, but they still could only explore so much. So it, yeah. all of this really comes down to time, you know. Yeah, Young Justice is good, but Young Justice, they like, they're more long form in this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's a different kind it's like of a show different format. Yeah, yeah, that's not so, like a. Yeah, there are some the episodes. Week. Yeah, exactly. Like we're yeah. talking about more freak of the week, kind of like once a week, once a story, kind of. Storytelling, and yeah, not as yeah. No yeah. justice is totally different, which is why I love it. I mean, Young yeah. Justice, you Young really justice feel like you're like building towards a big, a big season. You know, yeah. It, Young Justice is more in the format of of your typical live action, uh, you know, type of show. Now, you know, you mentioned Rose Gallery. I mean, we can't we can't forget about Static Shop. You know, that's another one that also had a really good, really yeah, good sure. Rose Gallery. It also had a lot of uh, longevity, but also a very good Rose Gallery. In its own right, um, yeah. I mean, I both you guys make good points. Uh, I'll say it's a tie 50 50. I don't think either one of you guys uh, are wrong, <laughs> you know. I definitely want both of them back. What I would what I would argue is the real question is, should we be bringing back X Men Evolution or the Batman? <laughs> all right, let's not get into all these debates. Oh man, yeah. how, how long is this yeah. pause gonna stay? Yeah, let's like, not get into all these. Say uh, that, say that for death battle. Say that for Reddit. Somebody said, somebody said, somebody said, take that crap over the, over to Reddit. You cut. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's move on now, though. Uh, so, so staying in the Batman world, though, and also staying on HBO Max. Uh, Variety had an exclusive report today that um, Titans has found his Barbara Gordon. So Savannah Welch has been cast to play Batwoman, uh, excuse me, Batgirl or Barbara Gordon at least. So Sarah Welch is a, a Savannah Welch, I'm sorry, is uh, an amputee. So she uses a wheelchair. So that you know, I was really excited to see that they 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 were going to do Oracle that they actually found someone who is uh, someone who's wheelchair bound, at least someone who's who can use a wheelchair for their physical lim- limitations um so i don't know what you guys think of this i mean i i, I i'm in well first of all i'm happy that they are going to do barbara gordon like the one thing i do love about titans is they just go for it um they don't in any way kind of like uh you know yeah i mean they're restrained to some degree by budget and things like that but that doesn't stop them from trying to give i think the most superheroist kind of show and most superhero characters, at least, kind of show that they can. Sometimes they definitely wear on the we're trying to be super edgy thing. But I, I'm I'm happy to have a they have Barbara in this. The official description they gave for Barbara is that uh she has a combative relationship with Bruce Wayne. Her life uh, gets more complicated with Dick Grayson uh, uh, when he returns to Gotham, rekindling their old romance and starting a new crime fighting partnership. Sam, what do you make of this uh this uh casting of, of Barbara Gordon and how she? plans to be used in titan season three uh so can you get that description one more time you went through that just a little quickly sorry so uh the description says that um barbara has a combative relationship with bruce wayne her life gets more complicated when dick grayson returns to gotham rekindling their old romance and starting a new crime fighting partnership 
Okay, interesting. All right. Um, sounds like Titans. Yeah, it does sound like Titans. Um, uh, so I'm glad we're getting Barbara Gordon. I think it's interesting that they they're having a, you know someone that's an amputee. I think that's very interesting. Um, and I think it's you know I think it's good that that you know they're branching out and getting people who have uh, you know uh, who have disabilities and they're not you know doing what they did with The Rock and uh, that and that. Uh, you know that that uh, movie where he was playing an amputee, and that was a whole that was a whole thing. That was controversy. Yeah, yeah. Which one was that? Was that uh, uh, Sam Drake? No, it was. I forget what I forget what it was called. It wasn't uh, Rampage? No, it wasn't Rampage. It was uh, it was another one. I forget what I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> he does so many. Yeah, so many, so many of those. They all kind of look the same. But in this one in particular, he was playing an amputee. Yeah, he was like a, uh, was, uh, a military guy, right? Yeah, like it, yeah, and it was it was an issue. You know, I'm not gonna lie; it was an issue. I didn't think about it, but it, you know, it's something that I could see people being upset about. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's you know, it's good that they're reaching out to to um, you know people who uh, who may have some kind of uh, either a missing limb or disability or anything like that. Um, and and like I said, I'm glad to have Barbara in the show. I mean, we had we had reported this. We we didn't report it, but we we were commenting on the report on the on the rumors. (laughs) We had reported. Yeah, New Generation Media reported. Not get fired. (laughs) But but no, we had uh, we had commented on the rumors uh, regarding this a a while ago, and um, you know, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I feel like you guys are a little more lukewarm on on, uh, Titans just throwing in every, every character. But look, they're going for it. You know they're going for it. They're throwing in Barbara. Um, I forget who else. I know there were other rumors. Of people. Um, there were rumors about Calder. We yeah, don't know Calder, if that's true or not. But you know there was, were the rumors about. Uh, well, we know Blackfire obviously is going to be more yeah, involved. Going to be in it. Yeah. Um, Mercy Graves. Was that a rumor? I don't know. That could be making stuff up. No, was she? Well, was she, she might have been. Yeah, I was going to say, was she in it? <laughs> yeah, so much stuff. Man. Yeah, getting mixed. I, I know. I heard the Calder one. That was like the big one. Where I was yeah, like, wow, that was another. That's big one. true. <laughs> then, which hey, I, I wouldn't put it past them. So, um, I mean, when it comes to her uh, being in Gotham, helping Nightwing, I I 100% approve of that. Her having a kind of an iffy relationship with Bruce, I 100% approve of that. I think that's wonderful. I like that those dynamics, the romance with Nightwing. I'm like, all right, so more Nightwing romance. I mean, we've gone through, we've gone down this path several times now with, with Nightwing and the various different female characters in the show, but. You know, whatever. Like, All right, let's you know add a jar, throw another one in the ring. So, um, but I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the actress. I have not seen her other work. Uh, but I'm enthusiastic. Let's see what she can do on the show. Um, that The Rock movie, by the way, was Skyscraper. Skyscraper. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for that. Kind of. I knew some. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one's a disaster drugs. Yeah. So. In terms of Barbara Gordon being in the show, that is, I would say, overall good news. Um, like you said, I'm glad that they casted a uh, they casted disabled actor uh, actress to play her. Um, you know, they did something similar with um, Jericho, Jericho uh, right. uh, Wilson, uh, who um, who was played by a deaf actor. Right. Uh, so Titans uh, certainly. Um, really doing a good job with that inclusivity uh part of 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 these operations but um yeah i mean i'm excited to see barbara gordon um 
I, you know, I mean, Titans, I feel like I'd imagine she'll just kind of replace uh, Wonder, Wonder Girls kind of, you know, Donna Troy's kind of, you know, role, role and dynamic on the team in the show. Uh, you know, Oracle. It's it's like odd. You know, when EJ mentioned about the animated characters, what type of characters we haven't seen. And obviously, Oracle's another one we not really seen in the Batman animated series thing. You know, it'd be kind of dark, obviously. But yeah, pretty dark. um, but like in general, like Oracle, like she invented the Felicity character, the Felicity kind of character. Yeah. But we haven't seen Oracle in live action. Uh, oh, Birds of Prey, but that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. We forget that that existed. Uh, mm-hmm. So before that or after that, we haven't seen Oracle in any of these shows or movies. So it will be interesting to see uh, Barbara Gordon in season three of, of Titans. I was also reading, and when I was doing some research uh, while while you guys were talking, um, apparently Javicia Leslie, who obviously plays uh, the new Batwoman. Yeah, um, I you know. We will be uh, discussing Batwoman uh, later this week. But um, Batwoman, apparently she was on the set of Titan Season 3, which wrapped up filming this week, or recently. Um, So, I don't know what that means. Hmm. Could we be seeing Batwoman in Titan? I don't know. I don't see... I mean... We know Titans is in a different world in this different, new world created yeah, by that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what's strange. They already unless confirmed that. that. I mean, unless the, when they fixed the issue, they combined the Earths or 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 wait, that no, didn't that? No, because yeah, Earth, Pri- Earth Prime, Prime, yeah, Earth Prime is the CW verse. And yeah, Earth Titans, Prime. Titans and Swamp Thing and other shows are on yeah, Star Girl. Star Girl, those are different worlds. Uh-huh. Green Lantern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know. It could just be a coincidence. Like, it could yeah. just be like... Yeah, yeah, she, like, she, yeah she could have been on a, on a recruiting yeah. visit. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Maybe, maybe they're going to shoot, shoot a commercial. Like, who, who knows why she's yeah. there. You know, right. George Lucas is on the set of Mandalorian. Doesn't mean he's going to be in the Mandalorian. He's directing... Right, directing an episode. episode. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it could have just been, you know, she's one of the bigger... Now stars yeah. at Warner Brothers, Part of the Warner, at DC. Warner Brothers, Warner Media yeah. family. You know, and she's like, "What's the other big DC property? Titans. Let's go check it out. Yeah, let's pull up." So, it's a possibility, and I don't yeah, know where they. I, mean, I know, I know a lot of, I know a lot of uh, Titans season three is supposed to take place in Gotham. So, you know, maybe also picking up, you know, uh, tips. Check. You know, picking yeah. up some tips. You know, talking to them about yeah. what they're doing. Sometimes you know, it's like a. It's like a, you know college football, you know, a coach, you know, visits another school in the off season, you know, to get get some of their playbook, you know, that like that to me, you know, that could be what's going on too, you know. Now the showruns a Batman woman wanting to learn how Titans is depicting Gotham. The report does say she's walking around in her Batwoman costume, which is like, all right, she's just visiting the set in cosplay. Okay, well that I can't. I didn't know about all that. I just thought she was there. Don't worry, it's nothing to see. Maybe, maybe um, she really wanted. Really, she really wanted to be in character when she was yeah, learning about Gotham the method actors. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it implies that there's a crossover happening. They'll have to explain that, like we mentioned. It doesn't really make right. much sense, but um, it'll be intriguing nonetheless. Obviously, we had the crossover. That's surprising, considering they they canceled the, the crossover. They canceled the crossover between 
Superman and Lois and Batwoman. Yeah. So I don't know. So I guess some crossover. I thought maybe they were canceling all crossovers, but I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I guess she's one actress going on their show, so that's not as hard, probably. Right. Then, you know, bringing every character from the show. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I'd much rather have the Titans. It's easier for them to do Batwoman on Titans, but I'd almost much rather have the Titans on Batwoman. Oh, yeah. I think the Titans. I think seeing the HBO Max characters on the CW verse is what everyone's waiting for. I don't, I don't think that we're clamoring to see. Like CW verse characters, that would be with the Titans. HBO Max. It's, yeah. it's just gonna. I don't know. Yeah, and Titans is clear. It's already kind of wonky. Yeah, Titans is already a very mature show in terms of violence and language and all that. Yeah, that's gonna be weird too. Yeah, we'll see how right. they uh, end up figuring it out. But uh, congrats to uh, to uh, uh, Savannah Welsh on the casting of Barbara Gordon. We're excited to see. What she ends up doing with that role. But let's uh, talk about another... Uh, let's move actually away from DC. Let's, let's talk about um, some news that we're getting that apparently is coming from uh, Phantom Wire once again. So shout out to Andy, Andy Signor, who seems to be on this beat when it comes to Black Panther. And he'll either be proven to be very right or very wrong with some of these reports. But these are pretty big stories he's had in back-to-back weeks. So this week he says that he's learned that... Um, Black Panther will indeed uh, be passing the mantle of the Black Panther to Shuri in the Black Panther 2 movie. He also uh, notes that the movie will be centered around a conflict, you know, uh, amongst the Wakandans and the Atlanteans, which is where Namor is supposed to come in. Dr. Doom is apparently the guy pulling the strings behind the scenes. And that Michael B. Jordan is slated to return in what will be some kind of... uh, I guess, uh, or, you know, what's rebirth, I guess you would say, or resurrection of his character. So, Kendall, a lot of stuff going on with Black Panther. What do you think of those yes. details, if they're true? Or do you believe them, even? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I mean, and Signor, I, I watched his video kind of breaking down the the his scoop, and he, he essentially said that this was the plan all along prior to what happened to Chadwick Boseman, um, and that uh, they decided not to completely throw out the script um, and just change, uh, obviously, uh, parts of it and uh, take out the child's character, um, but keep the overall plot of the Wakandan-Atlantean war kind of situation and Doctor Doom being the catalyst for that and the uh you know the guy you know engineering it all um which i mean of course obviously uh would have been awesome if Chadwick Boseman uh could have been around to play the child character um but i think that's still exciting you know i think it's still exciting you know to get namor you know for the people that wanted namor and Black Panther, you know, we're still going to get Namor in the Black Panther 2. We're going to get the Atlanteans. It shows that Marvel is listening, first of all. Like, Marvel, you know, they heard all the people that wanted that that story to be told. Um, that's what we're getting. Um, and it also, all the people that wanted Doctor Doom in Black Panther 2. That thought that was a good idea. Um, 
we're getting that as well. So to me, I think that that's that's an incredible job by Marvel and Kevin Feige. Um, I would imagine. And I've heard some there, you know, I heard some some conversation um, that, and I tend to agree that if you were to put, if you're going to bring Killmonger back to life, I would have personally made Killmonger Black Panther. But, um, and maybe that's what the story will be initially. Maybe he'll be, quote unquote, the Black Panther for this movie. Um, but, you know, maybe that's why they're bringing him back. Sounds like the plan was all, was always to bring him back, according to Ignore, but that um, maybe he's going to have an expanded role now because there's no more there's no more T'Challa. Um, but I, you know, I I feel like, you know, from a if you know just from a who's the strongest character that we know right now, it's 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 it's, it's Eric Killmonger or Eric Stevens Killmonger. Um, so I would have gone that direction, but I understand them also deciding. Um, to go with Shuri, and there could be a, a story explanation. It's it. it I, I my guess in, as to what's going to happen is I think it's going to be a situation where everything's in flux for most of the movie. Like no one's Black Panther really for the movie, you know. But Killmonger's back, however way that happens, and he's kind of, you know, one of the he he's quote unquote the muscle. But by the end of the movie. Uh, maybe he sacrifices himself or something like that to beat uh, Namor or something like that. And she then takes the mantle from Killmonger or something like that. Uh, but I don't I don't think that Shuri's going to be Black Panther in the first act or even the second act. Like, I feel like that may not be something that happened to the last act of the movie. So, um, yeah, it should be, it should be, you know, it should be interesting to see how it plays out in terms of how they market this movie and what we what we end up knowing about it, but that's fascinating news. Um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I are we sure that there that that Killmonger is going to be alive? And we don't know that. You know, we he it seemed the way the way he was talking, he was talking as if he thinks that, like, yeah, he's going to be in the move in the movie, alive mm-hmm. and around. And I mean, there are plenty of stories where Killmonger has died and come back to life, you know, right. in Black Panther. So it's not. Not impossible that they would do that, and, and I think with Wakanda and with the you know, Panther world and mm-hmm. you know things like that. I mean, you know, the mystical aspects of people returning to life and death. I think that this is going to be a, you know a, spa- a place where they could probably be most um, liberal with the idea of bringing people back to life. Yeah, probably because of the, because of the mystical <laughs> elements yeah. of Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So maybe with the you know with the with the uh, what you call it, the uh, panther herb. Yeah, the panther herb, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know we don't really know how that affects human beings and whatnot. So right, right. I mean, they could probably come up with something like that. I would imagine. Um, but even so, I mean, I think it's something to be to be thought about to question. You know, is he alive? If he's really in the movie, uh, and um, you know, like EJ said, I mean, is this is this really what they're going with, you know? And is this set in stone? They haven't really started it. I don't think I don't think they've started anything, right? I think that's pretty much. That, didn't Feige well, say that? They, they, yeah. They're writing the script. Okay, they're writing the script. Yeah. Okay, so they, there's nothing that's finalized. Then. So I mean, we don't really know that this is what they're going to do, um, though. I mean, it would make sense, uh, just in terms of of the general uh, story, because like you said, Kendall, I mean, we have been speculating this general story for a really long time. Yeah, and 
uh, like you said, it, it either shows that he's listening to the fans, which I believe he is, uh, or uh, maybe he, like we had thought all along, he really is a fan. He <laughs> knows what we want because that's what he wants. Yeah. You know, he, you know, it's a very, it's almost like a Dave Filoni factor if you, if you listen to Imperial Broadcast at all. Yeah, 100%. You know, where Ben like, Affleck said it. I think I, I don't know, I think I mentioned yeah. last week on the show that Ben Affleck said about Kevin Feige, if there's, there's the one person in Hollywood, if they said, I know what the fans want, I would believe them, it's Kevin Feige. <laughs> Which, <laughs> right. I mean, again, it's similar to Dave Filoni for Star Wars fan. Yeah. You know, it's like he is a fan. He is a huge, he's just a big, giant fan. That also likes making movies. So I mean, this is, you know, it's like a it's like a match made in heaven. So at this point, I believe that that's the general story that they're going with. I think that would make the most sense. And I believe, you know, that they would make sure you Black Panther. I know that that idea is gaining a lot of traction. You guys know how I feel about that. I'd like to see another T'Challa, but yes, you know, I also know that there's a lot of people out there that want to see a Shuri yeah. Black Panther. There's a strong so, contingent of people that wanted nothing to do with a T'Challa recast. Yeah, um, and then that, and there's that too. You know, it was allowed. Yeah, it was whether or not it was the majority, or not, I don't know, but it was a loud group of people uh, after Bozeman passed. And you know, I, I mean, obviously people aren't talking about it now because was, you know, but plus Marvel already put that to bed. Um, but you know, who knows? Uh, you know, whether or not. We'll see how people react, you know, to the to the jury news when that becomes uh, official. Obviously, we also had the Letitia Wright stuff, which, you know, didn't really go anywhere, uh, thankfully. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, according to this news, uh, the movie will open with uh, Chadwick's Black Panther T'Challa character in costume for a short part of it. They say it's a respectful tribute for. The character is sent off, so we'll see what that send off means or what that will be. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, it kind of went to what I was, what I had speculated that I thought would actually be kind of tacky if they did it. It's possible, you know, it's probably the best move in story, but you know, man, I and I don't know if you can, I don't know how you do it in a respectful way where you have Black Panther in costume, not Chadwick Boseman, um, and then he dies. You know, it would have to be like an epic fight scene or something. Like, that's the only way I can think of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can think of it as well. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm for Shuri moving on as Black Panther. I think that this is the best course of action. Again, I'm not... I know Marvel's saying they're not going to recast the character. We'll see what happens down the line. I'm not... I, I get the impression, you know, I think we're going to be in this Marvel superhero game for a very long time. I don't think this is a... No, we're, we're in the last five or ten years of the experiment. So I'm not losing hope that we'll never, ever see a T'Challa again. I think there's a chance that does happen at some point. It just couldn't... I, I don't think it was respectful enough to happen, have that happen very soon or for the next movie. I think it was... It made the most sense to uh, to, to just put someone else in Black Panther mantle, considering that literally is the essence of the character, is that the mantle moves on beyond the man or the person, even. And um, Yeah. And I think that they, you know, they introduced uh, how much family means to T'Challa, how much family means to the Wakandan culture, and keeping the cost, the, the character, the costume, and the powers within the family to me it makes again the most sense. So I, I'm all, I'm for it. Uh, obviously, the T-shirt 
her situation with the you know vaccine thing. I mean, she's got to be more responsible and understand uh, the the role that she will be given. That this is indeed the route they're going to go. But yeah, bring it, bring it on Wakanda, bring on no console, bring on the Atlanteans, bring on Namor. I like to hear that. I like the idea of uh, maybe this beef beginning with uh, or being maybe originated by something Doom is doing. I think that that's a Makes perfect sense. I mean, all this stuff sounds pretty good. I just want to see how they execute it. But uh, in terms of casting uh, Sherry to, to to take on the mantle of the Black Panther, and then, of course, that meaning Letitia Wright being that that actress, I think that that uh, that was the was the way I think they had to go. You know, not to say that they couldn't have done other things, and I'm not saying they would have made them bad people if they decided to um, to recast. I, I just think that this was the most respectful way to go. I'm happy. That they're uh, they're doing it this way, but other news, Kendall, uh, we're hearing this week is um, apparently that Charlie Cox has finished up shooting on Spider-Man Three. So this has been been rumors for a while now about Charlie Cox's involvement in Spider-Man Three. Is he in it? Is he not in it? There's been a lot, a lot more smoke to that fire. I'd say over the past month i would say probably and now we're hearing that not only was he there but he he he's now finished um shooting uh spider-man 3 and if that's the case you know when we heard he was shooting that was a little while ago so it means he was there for a little minute what do you uh kind of what do you think of this idea that charlie is indeed in the movie as daredevil and uh or at least we assume as daredevil and and, and what do you think he, he'll be involved in in this film yeah, um, this to me is uh, this to me is interesting. Um, you know, it's funny because last week we talked about a lot of we talked a lot about uh, Kevin Feige's interviews uh, that he did um, on WandaVision, and in one of the interviews he did with ComicBook.com, he he said that um, he talked about the the some of the rumors about uh, who may be in Spider-Man Three, uh, and he said. You know, he said, uh, I've read some things. I'm not sure I've read uh, all things. But the fun thing about online speculation when it comes to our stuff is how sometimes it couldn't be more off the mark. And sometimes it's shockingly close. And that's held true for the last few years. But saying which is which would take the fun out of everything. So, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, he basically said, he basically said that, yes, there's some stuff out there that is says shockingly close. And he said some stuff is way off the mark. Uh, couldn't be mm-hmm. further off the mark. So, um, you know, is the Daredevil thing one of those? I don't know. Is it what, what category does it fit in? I'm sure he's read or and heard the Daredevil speculation. It's pretty. It's been pretty out there. Um, and it sounds like this is more. This is more smoke uh, in that in that chamber. And I believe uh, this was this Daredevil confirmation was from Brandon Davis, right? Yeah, it was BrandonDavisComicBook.com. Shout out to uh, yeah, to he was Davis. the one that interviewed Kevin Feige, which I thought was yes, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. He was yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he that he was the one that says this uh, after he just interviewed Kevin Feige. But um, I would venture to guess that this does mean that Daredevil is in it. Um, and I mean that's great, you know. I mean Daredevil and, and Spider Man three, but I'll be honest, you know, the Spider Man three. You know, the hype has just been way too hot. You know, the at this point, if there is no Tobey Maguire, 
particularly Tobey Maguire. But if there's no Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, then this movie's going to be a bust. You know, it could be a great movie. But, like, from a hype standpoint, it'll be a letdown. Um, mm-hmm. So they've got to deliver. And there's been reports that, you know, they're close on some of these guys. Or these guys are going to be in this amount of the movie. We don't know. But they've got to be in the movie. So, I mean, Daredevil can show up. Matt Murdock can show up. Both of them. I feel like Daredevil has to be in the movie if Murdoch's in it, personally. But um, but you need Maguire and you need Garfield, or at least one of them, particularly Maguire, for this to be a success. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go that far. I wouldn't <laughs> say it can't be a, a success if it doesn't have them. I think that, I think that's a bit much. Um, I mean, I think, uh, what's his name, Tom Holland... Uh, he can carry his own Spider-Man movie, um, even though in his other two movies he had other Avengers and people relating to the Avengers in the movie with him. I think he's good enough to carry his own Spider-Man movie. And I don't think he, he needs other Spider-Men in the movie. I think they're going to be in the movie. Um, I, honestly, I, at this point, I'm giving it like a 99% chance. I, there's, oh, wow. Not, yeah, I think they're, they're 99. I mean, di- didn't Jamie Foxx tweet like an image of him in, in all the Spider-Man. other Spider-Man? He did. He did do that. <laughs> I know. Right. He, yeah, 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 that did happen. Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're going to be in the movie, you know, and it's cool. I'm glad they're going to be in the movie, you know, and I, I'd be I would be shocked if they were not in the movie. Um. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, I feel like we're going to get them and uh you know, I'm glad Charlie Cox is, is you know, reportedly or, or you know, a rumor or whatever. But, but I'm glad he's finished his his uh, portion. I'm glad he's going to be in the movie. I think that's just going to make it even crazier. It's giving like a lot of Spider-Verse kind of vibes. Where we're just going to see a lot of just just complete insanity. And uh, yeah, I don't think his role is going to be massive. I think it's gonna be, actually there's gonna be a very small role, but he'll, I mean, he'll do his part as showing that Daredevil is back. So, yeah, I think this is wonderful news. I'm very excited to see it. it all the news that comes out about this movie just makes me more excited to see the movie. So it's fantastic news. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I want to see Cox. It's funny, like I feel like because of just how large this movie has become, I kind of agree. I almost feel like Cox is like. In a way, small potatoes, which I know sounds nuts, considering we 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 and a lot of the hashtag Save Daredevil people have spent literally years like begging Marvel to uh, reincorporate you know uh, Daredevil and Charlie Cox Daredevil into the MCU even before Daredevil was canceled. It was campaigns to get the Defenders into the MCU, and then after it was canceled, you know, bring back Daredevil uh, in the hashtag Save Daredevil campaign that you know was, was pretty big and in, in during the uh when the moratorium ended so it's crazy that i look at this like all right case cox did it great like that's good but like we got a lot of stuff happening in this movie i didn't even know how this is happening uh melina, melina and you know and 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 fox are all but confirmed you know what's the deal with the foe are we getting you know what's the deal with uh emma stone like you know there's so many people in it it's just like Okay, good. He's in it. Fine. Like, I think I think part of it also me feeling like this got to be. This is probably not going to be like a massive appearance. Like, I don't. I don't think you know it's gonna be third act. And it's gonna be a team up of you know 
Daredevil and Spider-Man. At least I don't think. We, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I assume that whatever consequence we get, it'll be him in, as Matt Murdock. So, you know, while I'm excited for the appearance, my like my excitement is like tempered a little bit. Whereas whatever's going to happen with Garfield potentially or McGuire is probably going to be earth shattering. So that's what like I'm like my focus is on and like how the story move, continues There's... from the second movie and how this story kind of uh, expands the Spider Verse. That's I think what I'm so focused on. So like I'm There's so another... great that Cox is in it, and I would even love to see if they can find a way to get uh, Fisk in it as well. Um, oh. by Mr. D'Onofrio, and and that's great. I'm almost most excited that like Cox being in the fold means that like that Daredevil, or at least some version of him, is going to move forward in the MCU. And well, what that means for I'll, the other characters is what I, I'm yeah. intrigued about. Well, Kevin Feige, another Feige quote, this one in the interview he did with the Hollywood Reporter, he must have had a, uh, a pretty bad week next, last week. You know, he's doing all these interviews. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> To unveil WandaVision, but, but like, look, he don't like, talk what? a lot. So he, don't, so he must have been like, yeah, this is the like one week I'm talking, and I won't, I won't yeah. see y'all for another year. He's like, typically, like, it's a red carpet deal where it's like, you know, yeah, all you guys are interviewing you on the red carpet. Now it's like, <laughs> now I gotta do these long interviews with all these different publications. But uh, speaking to the Hollywood Reporter about those Netflix characters uh, and the possibility of them coming over, he said, everything is on the board. Which we always talk about the the Feige board, you know. Shamari's always bringing go the whiteboard. <laughs> Shamari's always with the whiteboard. He said that's one of the fun things about the comics is that characters appear and disappear and come and go. All of it is inspiration for the future, and this is the interesting part. There are some great characters and actors from those shows. So he's not just referencing the characters; but he's also referencing the actors from those shows. That to I think, me, I think we like, all agree that like. And, that at least a good portion of those Netflix Marvel characters will be coming over. I think I think all Marvel fans would agree that Cox, D'Onofrio, um, Ritter, Coulter, and Bernthal are, and I don't want to say Bethel as well, and you can even though Elodie Young, but let's just keep it at Bethel for now. I think those, everyone feels like no one has any interest in seeing those characters recast. Right? Am, am, yeah. Am I, I mean, I don't think anyone is excited about. I mean, I don't think. I think everyone feels like those were all great characters. And we'd love to see those people return. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. We don't need to see every cast. Um, right. Yeah. 100%. Um, I, so, how would you feel like. Would it be weird if they brought back those characters and, like, but, like, recast, like, Iron Fist? And it was like, yeah, Iron Fist never happened. I don't see the way I would do it is I wouldn't necessarily so I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do I, I think that here's what I think will what if they go down this path which it seems likely they will I think what will happen is those characters will be themselves but the the story that they told us won't necessarily be canon will they be close to the canon will they be you know I, I just still, I don't think they want to be married to anything that happened on Netflix but I do think they want those characters and who we believe them to be to be intact. So, I actually think that if you're only recasting like someone like Finn Jones, uh, uh, Iron Fist, I think that that's fine because it's like as long as Iron Fist we get is similar to Finn Jones, like as long as they're not making it like just changing him completely, I, I don't think it's a big deal. 
I just think they want us to believe that, like, who, like, because they're not going to start over with these characters. I don't think they're going to start over. So if they're not, then I think they want us to just kind of like assume, like, yeah, like a lot of the trial and tribulations you've seen them through, like, more or less, they've gone through that. But don't necessarily right. think that like everything that and happened look, in those before. shows is what happened in this universe because we're not going to just like be married to all that. We've seen this before. It's very similar to what we got with Constantine. Matt Ryan coming on mm-hmm. into the into the Arrowverse. Yeah, you know the Constantine show on NBC wasn't Arrowverse. It wasn't Berlanti, and they don't really reference it. But you kind of assume it happened. Yeah, like, you, don't, you don't have to reference it. You really don't have to reference yeah. it. Yeah, these they're all superheroes that have had, like EJ said, trials and tribulations. There you go. They've had stories. We can assume they've had stories, and you could just, you know, if you want to assume that the Netflix series is that. For Daredevil or for Matt Murdock, then go ahead and treat like and if, and if Coulter, if Coulter yeah. is, is playing off of a new Iron Fist in the same way he played off of with with you know Finn Jones, then what, it does it just a different guy playing. Iron we don't Fist. need we don't need Luke Cage like showing up like you know in a suit and tie, the owner of a club, you know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like ended in right. Luke Cage, like we'd be like, wait, you know, <laughs> I mean, we could do that and be like, that's cool, but. It's not. I don't need it. I kind of would rather just Luke Cage just be Kevin Feige's Luke Cage, but with my but with my Coulter playing, right? Um, so yeah, I, I mean this is great. Uh, if Cox is back, that's excellent. And I mean Burnthal is the other one that you know. I think you kind of have to. I mean those are two must gets. Like oh well, yeah, those are two must gets. Must use. Uh, they're almost just as big as. Um, I won't say they're just as big as like the X Men, but like they're on that level of those individual X Men characters that we've talked about and those individual Fantastic Four characters. Like I think Punisher and Daredevil coming back to MC- to the MCU is almost on that level as well. Um, so I mean, those are characters that I would hope they would use uh, in the near future, and it sounds like Daredevil is one of them. Man, I really yeah. gotta watch. I, I mean, maybe I'll do it after this podcast. I don't know. I gotta rewatch Daredevil, man. I know I said it last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever, but. I gotta rewatch their their double. I gotta finish Punisher, because those performances from Burnthal and from Cox and the the Burnthal Cox dynamic in season two of Daredevil is just truly amazing stuff. Like just really well done. Could just like straight out of a comic book. Good. Like it's special that the, the chemistry they had and they, they did do really really great work. Um, I I want to pose you one quick question, guys. Uh. Because we, we talked about, you know, Spider-Man in this context and what the future holds and whether or not we'll be seeing Maguire and um, Garfield. I, 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 this weekend, I kind of, you know, I wanted to have some fun with my uh, Instagram followers and, and I wanted to have an appreciation of the 90s and early 2000s. And I did a, uh, I did polls pitting, you know, icons of the early 90s, 2000s against each other and asked my followers to pick. And one of the battles I had was Spider-Man 2002 versus X-Men 2000. And which movie was better. So before I tell you guys what the people thought, I want to ask you guys first, what do you think? Who who would you pick? Spider-Man. Just the first movie? Just the first first movie. movie. Uh, I got to go with... I got to go with X-Men. Really? Yeah, I gotta go next time. All right. The the, yeah. the 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 people the people went with Spider Man by about like a sixty three thirty seven margin, I think. 
Yeah, I, I got I got considerable. It was a considerable amount of people voted. It was probably about like eighty people voted. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's about what I would expect. I mean Spider Man. Um, I mean the X Men movie is great too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not you know dumping on the X Men movie. Such uh, a good X Men. But know, that first, oh, man, I don't know. That's so it's so hard for me. The only kind of red flag was like you know Halle Berry was was decent you know but you know with the but the the accent was kind of like all right accent you know? all right yeah. and then the accent was gone you know <laughs> later in the in the later movies the saber saber tooth couldn't talk yeah the saber tooth was also kind of and then they changed him up completely changed him completely <laughs> in, in the same universe yeah. or whatever but um but yeah the, I mean it the, I mean it phone. wasn't you know. Yeah, Defoe, yeah, Willem Dafoe. Defoe like, was so fantastic. But then I was like, but Sir Ian McClellan was good. Yeah. So yeah. it's like he kind of he kind of wipes out the devote. He doesn't thing. wipe out Defoe. Not wipe. No, I'm not saying wipe out. But I mean, like you know that like cancels each other out. out a little bit. Yeah, they mm-hmm. cancel each other out. And McGuire's great, and you know Franco's great as well. Gerson Dunst is great, but I mean the X Men. And you got Jackman. You got Patrick Stewart. You know, I thought James Marsden, that might have been his best X-Men movie. Um, I don't know. It's close. It's close. I, that's, why I, I, that's why I had to bring it up to my people. Um, I, I still don't know if I can pick, man. Like, I, 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 I think if I had to pick, I, I, I probably would lean Spider-Man. But, man, I, I mean, I'm I am an, X, an X-Men fan. So it's like that movie to me was really like just like I don't know. That movie was so special to me. Like as a kid. Like I was I mean I was nine years old and like action yeah. anime series was like maybe my favorite cartoon as a kid. And I like that time in my life I was like so immersed in trying to learn everything about mutants and everything about the X Men universe and our parents got us like this X Men encyclopedia around that same time and I literally was like I've read probably all f- hundreds of pages of that big Explanation encyclopedia, trying to learn as much about the mutants, like going into that movie as I possibly could, and I've read it afterwards. So like, it's just—I mean, as you guys know, we already had a conversation about the X Men anime series earlier. Like, it's such a—it's such a special show in my heart. It's like hard for me to like separate that. I, I think though, if I had to lean one, which was better, I'd probably lean Spider Man. But man, I—I—I I, I think the X Men started all this though. I still feel like. You know, Spider Man, I think, brought it home that Spider Superman movies were here to stay. Superhero movies were here to stay, but I think the X Men really kind of like say, okay, in the new millennium, superheroes are hot and they're not corny and they're not cheesy. Because I felt like the Batman movies really set them back to the point where we're like, man, is this something we could really be doing now? Um, they killed the Superman movie. The two Batman movies they had were terrible, and it was just like jokes. And you know, X Men was kind of it was kind of a risky proposition to do it, and man. Fox uh, hit a home run with that first one. So I said I had to give it his flowers. But yeah, it's a tough call there. Um, other big news we got this week, guys. So it looks like uh, another big actor is signed on to appear in Moon Knight. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, Ethan Hawke will be uh, joining the cast as the main villain of the series. As of right now, it is unclear what that character will be. But considering uh, Hawke's resume, which includes uh, four. Uh, uh, Academy Award and uh, nominations and the Tony Award. And considering some of the movies he's played in, I mean, this is a pretty uh, big deal to get an actor, this actor of this caliber, onto the onto the uh, the project. Sham, what do you make of uh, Ethan Hawke joining um, 
joined this uh, project with uh, Moon Knight. I mean, I think it's massive news, honestly. Um, I mean, he's such a he's such a great actor. He's been in so many amazing projects, and you know, I haven't seen a lot of his work, but I've seen him in a few things. I mean, it's hard to not have seen him. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah. So I I mean, I think it's one. I think it's it's great news. Um, I think he has. I mean, obviously, he has kind of a villain look to him For right sure. now, anyway. So, you know, I think it makes sense. I feel like he can play kind of a kind of a gangster almost or or, you know, psychopath kind of. I feel like he, he can pull that off. He can pull off the vibe of a Moon Knight villain um, well um, or an antagonist, at least in the show. I definitely think he can do it. So especially if he's playing across an Oscar Isaac or whoever they end up having as Moon Knight. Uh, I think that can be fantastic. So I, I think this is a wonderful get. Um, you know, I hope this is real. I hope this is true uh, because I think that will add a lot of credibility to the Moon Knight show, uh, and I think it's going to draw a lot of eyeballs. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Kendall? Yeah. No. This is a uh, this is a big deal. I mean, every time you know you cast you know a major actor into a Marvel movie, you immediately think this is going to work out. You know, it's like in sports, it's like when, a, you know, a great player goes to the Patriots or, you know, a great player goes to the Spurs and you're like, well, you know, this is going to work. <laughs> it doesn't always work. But you just think it's going to because, like, they make, they take the best out of everyone that gets into that program. And that's how you feel about Marvel. You have all these great actors and some of them have excelled in more chaotic environments. And now you put them in the MCU and you just feel like, all right, then... This whoever they're playing, it's going to be it's going to be excellent. And again, I trust Kevin Feige when it comes to casting, and not only casting for a specific role, but for someone like Ethan Hawke, Kevin Feige's not thinking just that. Oh, Ethan Hawke, we need, Ethan Hawke was the perfect guy for this character, but that this character was the perfect guy for Ethan Hawke, because I'm sure Kevin Feige's had interest in bringing Ethan Hawke into the MCU for a decade, for but. Sure. You know, he had to find the role for Ethan yeah. Hawke. And I'm sure Ethan Hawke and his people had to find the role in Marvel. And, you know, there are times where those those situations haven't worked out. Uh, there have been some, some Marvel villains that have uh, sputtered, you know, to say the least. <laughs> um, uh, Malekith. But um, regardless, you know, I think Feige, one, has gotten better when it comes to casting and, uh, you know, overall just doing villains. Um, but... But again, I think with someone like Ethan Hawke, like, I think Feige was going to find a character that made the most sense for Ethan Hawke. And I think, you know, whoever he's playing, we don't know yet. Um, but I think uh, he'll end up doing a really good job. And I think this will, New Moon Knight of all the shows will probably feel the most like those Netflix shows. Um, yeah. You know, so that'll be interesting to see how that ends up playing out in general. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why um, Hawke is, is, is great for this role. I think that, you know, as great an actor as he is, some of the other more comic booky popcorn movie maybe castings wouldn't have made too much sense for him. But I think Moon Knight and the the vibe and the and the theme they're probably gonna go for, he'll probably make way more sense. I think he could end up playing an exceptional villain. Again, this is a man who's been nominated for, you know, four Academy Awards. He's won a Tony, won a Critics Choice Award. I mean he's a uh, as good as it gets, 
you know, I know for a lot of people, training day been a long time. I don't know how many people have watched so much of his stuff since then, but he's been in a lot of great movies even since then. So I'm on board. I'm excited. This project is, I think, the most... I mean, WandaVision was the most mysterious before we started actually watching it. But I think now that we've seen it, I think right now, you know, Moon Knight now takes the crown as the most kind of, like, mysterious project that Marvel is doing and us trying to figure out, you know, what this is going to be like, how they're going to do this. Um, I, I want to see how they do it. And I'm happy that someone like Hawk decided that this was a project that they could lend a lot to because I think that they can. Uh, I think that he's a a really great fit for that role. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they end up uh, doing with it. Um, but I want to uh, finish off the show this week talking about uh, WandaVision. So um, we got some news. Wanda. First of all, WandaVision right now, the reception has been extremely uh, well-received in terms of the show. It's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I know that is sometimes a little tricky because it's a TV show. But nonetheless, so far, the returns on the, on the project have been really good. So I know Marvel's got to be very happy with that. And... Um, we also got some news this week that seemed to be confirmed by a Spanish actor who has dubbed... Spoiler um, warning. Yes, yeah, for a spoiler warning, I guess, if you don't want to hear anything regarding the future of WandaVision. So I'm putting that out there right now. But uh, a Spanish actor who has previously dubbed Evan Peters in the past, uh, this is Rodri Martin. Uh, he translated for Peters in the X-Men films that Peters appeared in. He says that uh, Peters will be back. He will be back in WandaVision. So, Peters, of course, played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies. We There were reports and rumors he would appear in um, WandaVision, though we don't know in what capacity here. There seems to be some confirmation that he is set to appear. Uh, the tweet was... Made uh, his account private, and the tweet was eventually deleted. I believe, and I believe the tweet was like, "I can't, you know, I'm so excited to be playing Pietro again, you know, with a picture of, you know, Fox's Quicksilver." And it was like, "All right, I mean, are you playing? Are you playing Quicksilver?" So right. that's that's the part. That I mean, that's the part of it where it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, Evan Peters was coming back, but is he playing? I mean, but and we we speculated when there was the report is he is he playing Quicksilver? I mean, that was the first thing obviously that comes to mind, or is he playing the villain? You know, some people thought maybe he's playing Mephisto or Nightmare or somebody. Um, this guy seems to suggest um, that. I mean, the tweet certainly had a picture of of Pietro. You know, I don't know if he says Pietro or if he says Quicksilver, but um, but that I mean. To be, and to, be fair, that, to be fair, and to be fair, he could be saying he's Pietro, but maybe he's he is maybe. not actually yeah. Pietro. And and that's the thing, you know. So is there some hijinks going on? Like obviously, like it could be the quote unquote Quicksilver that we see. Is he actually Quicksilver, or is this like an illusion, or is it some sort of morph of situation? Right. You know, we don't know. But the fact that we could be getting Quicksilver, uh. I don't know. I mean, it seems this seems like the most likely option. I mean, I feel like when we talked about it before, we we thought it, it seemed like a, a, a crazy idea. Like, you know, it took us by a complete surprise. But we also, by the end of the conversation, I think we all kind of came to the conclusion after we after talking about it that it's probably going to be Quicksilver. 
that's the only one that really made any sense for bringing Evan Peters into a WandaVision show. Again, like, if Kevin Feige was thinking to himself, all right, I want to bring Evan Peters into the MCU, and he was thinking, what character would be best for Evan Peters? Maybe he loves Evan Peters as a character or as an actor, but I don't think he would think, I'm going to put him as the villain of a Scarlet Witch show and not have him play Quicksilver. Unless it was just a joke, unless it was just Easter eggs. But, like, you know, like, why couldn't he have been in She-Hulk? You know, like, why does he have to be in WandaVision? So that's, that, that aspect makes you think that it ha- he has to be playing Quicksilver. Because I, it would just be such a massive troll if he wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say. It, it but if, you... of all the shows, though, wouldn't, and Shmar, I'll let you go quick, but of all the shows, wouldn't this be the show to do a kind of troll? Like, this, if you're doing any kind of wacky troll, this is the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes you an Iron Man three. <laughs> right. I mean, it makes you, you know, it makes you think that it probably is Quicksilver, uh, especially with all the all the kind of, uh, you know, interesting evidence that seems to be presenting itself and indicating that yeah, it's Quicksilver. Um, uh, I mean, this th- having Evan Peters play Quicksilver, which I love Evan Peters as an actor. I think he does a fantastic job and everything everything I've seen him in. And I think we, I mean, we've seen him play Quicksilver before and he did it extremely well. Yes. It's a very different Quicksilver from the Quicksilver mm-hmm. from the MCU. Yeah. So I don't know if, if that's going to throw people off, you know, I don't know yeah. how that's going to be explained, you know, is it going to make sense? The would want Maximoff doesn't need to make sense. You know, I mean, there's a lot of questions and things that, you know, nothing in the show really right now makes sense anyway. So yes. there's a million, million, there's a million questions as to what is, what is even happening. So, um, so yeah, it's it's. I mean, maybe he is in the show. If if he is, and well, if he's in the show and he's playing Quicksilver, then that's like a whole other thing that needs to be that needs to there needs to be some time to explain exactly how this happened. We know the movie's going to connect with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse sure, of sure Madness. Show. Oh, I said yeah, yeah, movie show. The, I know this series is going to connect with the uh, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, um, you know, movie. Mm-hmm. But so you would imagine that that would be that that could be maybe the catalyst for that. That could want to be maybe the catalyst for her being in that movie. Maybe she's like, why is my brother all of a sudden some other guy? You know, I don't know. Mm. I mean, that, I mean, if I would assume like if if he's in it, I can't imagine he wouldn't be. I can't imagine we're not going to see him until like the end, or like I agree. Maybe like the last episode. I, I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, in, I don't think he's going to show like, up. The, the episode I mean, four. I mean, maybe, but I mean, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Think that so. seems like the last act of the of the story will end up. Being and I would right. and I would assume like dubbing, because now I'm getting into like okay, why is this guy putting this out there now? Why would he not have the wherewithal to know that they probably don't want him to do this? So like you know when I see this kind of thing happen, I go into like you know kind of detective mode or some of this stuff. So to me. Yeah. I'm assuming dubbing of this kind of show is very easy and probably one of the last um, things that they they do uh, right. for the series. So I, he, this guy probably got like the call that he's going to be dubbing as Pietro probably very recently. So that would assume that that's going to be an episode that's far down the line. That's not something that's, you know, the next episode. Next week. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's, that's going to be probably, you know, at least four or five weeks from now. So he probably just learned this. He got really excited. He threw it out there. Um, you know, his, you know, Pietro, you know, excuse me, uh, Evan's agent or whoever probably said, hey, this is a guy that's, you know, dealt him in the past. He's really good. And to me, it would make sense that 
I, I still think there's a chance that there is a misdirect involving Pietro directly that's going to happen. I'm not saying that it will. I'm just saying that I'm putting that out there. I still think a Mephisto or something like that could still happen. But I do feel like um, it's clear that he will be playing some version of Quicksilver because in his mind, like he, the only thing he's ever dubbed him for was for Quicksilver. Remember, Quicksilver talks fast. Quicksilver, like he's not a normal person, obviously. So, right. like, it made sense that if you're going to have Evan Peters do that same thing to get the whoever's doing the Spanish dub to do it the same way if they did like his dub, which I'm sure they did. So, I think that that's what's happening, is that they probably, you know, they obviously they're well done with the show, but they're probably doing last-minute things, and one of the things they have to do probably is the dubbing of the Spanish version, and he probably got the call very recent that this is what he's going to be doing, and he got really excited and threw it out there. And somebody's like, what the hell are you doing, fam? Like, you're not supposed to do this. And he's so, probably so low on the totem pole for Marvel in regards to, like, the people they tell not to say things that they might not even Yeah, the NDAs, you know. <laughs> he might not have even signed one. Yeah, they might not have told him, hey, man, like, don't put this out there. Like, he's probably, oh, yeah, you're doing the Spanish dub. Like, you know, just be here on Monday. And they didn't think he would tweet it out. So uh, yeah. that's a little unfortunate. But, but to me, like... Whatever's happening, he is, to me, going to be playing some version of Quicksilver because the only time this guy is dubbed to Evan Peters is when he's playing Quicksilver. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, do we think... So Paul Bettany had said in an interview uh, prior to WandaVision releasing this week or last week that uh, he says that there is going to be like some surprise character or some surprise actor in the movie or in the show, rather. Uh, that's supposed to appear. Um, he obviously, he doesn't say who. Do we think he's talking about Evan Peters? Uh, I mean, that's the. I mean, that's the odds. That the money's on Evan. Right now. <laughs> like, well, if we're talking Vegas. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you told me to put the money down. That's what I'm putting it on. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that would seem to suggest. Uh, at this point, though, like it, it had already been reported by Charles Murphy that. He was likely to be in. So, I mean, maybe Paul Bettany's saying it's a surprise to the masses, you know. The people like us will know. He may not even know that it was reported. But even if he did, like, he knows, like, most people probably haven't Yeah, read I that. mean, I, I'll be honest. Like, like in, you know, Faye talked about, like, I don't know how, like, Faye talked a little bit about how, like, you know, he doesn't know everything that's out there. I, I don't know how much, like, a Paul Bettany is, like, reading the trades like and our, <laughs> our trades, it's, it's not it's not on variety or anything like that. You know, it's in like the, yeah. we're the inside world of like trying to find this information. Like he, I don't think it's he it's there's any way that he's paying attention to that. So for him that would be to, uh, he didn't listen to New Generation Hero Talk in September of uh, 2019. Sadly, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that that he would have done that. So that leaves us Charles where Murphy. we are. Murphy also said that he speculated this week that. Don't be surprised if Aaron Taylor Johnson played Quicksilver in WandaVision, or not in WandaVision, Age Voltron, is not in WandaVision. And that Evan Peters could be replacing him, quote-unquote. Who said that? That was Charles Murphy. He implied that on Twitter. It just wasn't, uh, he didn't put out a full report on it, but he kind of wink-winked that, you know, maybe this is happening because a certain someone else isn't coming back. Right. And people were like, why not? And he was like, maybe he doesn't want to play the character again. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's why would you turn that on? Yeah, I was like, I feel like the mouse 
finds ways to bring these people back <laughs> outside of uh, want to situation, uh, <laughs> especially someone that's not like Downey or Chris Evans. Um, but yeah, to me, that's uh, that to me is is ultimately something that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I think I think Evan Peters will be in it. I still feel like Aaron Taylor Johnson will be in it, but you know, now I have questions. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't know how this is gonna end up shaking out. Um, Shamar, you got to see uh, WandaVision. Do you have any uh, any theories as to what's and as is, you know again it's part of the spoiler conversation here? So if you don't haven't watched it, maybe you'll scroll to the end of this pod. But do you have any theories on as to what's happening in this story? Uh, clearly, she's in some kind of trance or 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 something's going on where she's not in control of her mind um uh the the vision part is the most confusing because it's you know visions in the story and he's not supposed to be alive now wanda's extremely powerful so i don't know what she would have done to bring him back to life uh so you know you know i guess as to how that's happened i mean that could be any any number of explanations i'm sure did you guys um, hear what Paul Bettany said again this week? <laughs> I keep bringing up these Paul Bettany quotes. But he had also said about the vision part that he said that there was actually a post-credit scene in Endgame that got cut that was supposed to show vision being like put in some sort of body bag or something. And like kind of hinting that he may still be alive or something like that. Mm, so interesting. But then it got cut. So that's the part. So that, that's also like, all right, why did they cut it? Well, I mean, Maybe I'm sure they cut it. I mean, I think I know why. I mean, they cut it because, you know, the intrigue is much better that we don't know what the hell happened to him, why he's alive. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you say, oh, you know, Vision will return. Like, like I mean, it's all fine and all, but I mean, we, I mean this is a show that already is, is, like, hedging on a lot of mystery. And, and, like, the fact that that mystery, like, that we don't even know why one of the characters exists is, like, is, is great. You know, I'm glad they didn't put it in the movie. And he jokes. He was like, you know, I was kind of upset because you know, I you know I wanted that uh you know to be a part of that tag. You know, I I'm not in the movie. <laughs> but I was in the movie. I wanted that check. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I you know, there's a lot of Easter eggs. I have to watch all the Easter egg videos to break down all the Easter eggs. But um, but yeah, there's clearly a lot going on behind the scenes. I love the comedy. I love the kind of old feel to it, but also kind of creepy. Creepy kind of gives you also kind of a horror vibe a little bit. Uh, which is interesting. You can see the connection to Doctor Strange. You can see the the vibe they may be going for with Doctor Strange, even because it's a little horrifying, a little creepy, you know, kind of eerie at times. Um, but it is, uh, but it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. It's very different. Like I like I said earlier, it's, it's going on more of a comedy kind of mystery route. It's very different for the MCU. Very very different. Um, so I'm sure, like I said, the younger people are going to be bored. They're not gonna really know what they're what they're watching, you know. You're gonna be wondering where are the explosions, where's the amusement park, you know. <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of conversation out there, you know. I would say I would say a lot, but there was some conversation out there, you know, from like you said, a lot of those younger people that were like, "Man, WandaVision was boring." So yeah, you know, the, um, they don't know what they're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know they they're wondering what's going on. You know, and I think some of it's the same thing that I mentioned with Wonder Woman, 1984. That I think. You're gonna there's gonna be a crowd of people that are gonna be talking about WandaVision that wouldn't normally have seen WandaVision, but um, and don't normally like see every superhero movie, but we'll see WandaVision because it's the biggest thing out on a streaming service that they already have. So why wouldn't you watch? 
and then you watch it, right? And you know, it, it either you, you go in expecting, you know, Iron Man and a bunch of other stuff, and it's like if you didn't know that's what it was, then you weren't watching any of the marketing, <laughs> or you just you don't really like superhero stuff in general, and you were well, you were waiting to, to pounce on. It. So right, I don't know. But like you said, I mean, WandaVision is nothing like Wonder Woman, for example. People don't like Wonder Woman because it's too superhero, too, too too campy, or whatever. And now you don't like this, so it's like I don't know. But overall, it's yeah. being critically reviewed well, well, early on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it will continue to be. You know, I'm looking forward to more exciting episodes uh, going forward. And it's funny because I was looking at some like uh, what was I looking at some like promotional material or whatever, and like seeing how. Um, like, how much, like, non-sitcom action there still is to be had in this show. Like, I mean, we, we've really scratched the surface. I, I that's what that. that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And I think, to me, I think it's very clear when you watch the show, and I mentioned this, first of all, I, whoever did the, the score, whoever was the composer of WandaVision, excellent theme, excellent end credits nice. score. But it's clear in the end credits, like, they're trying to almost, like, push you back into like reality like oh no this is this is a marvel show like the end credits are nothing like you know there's not like some you know scroll some 1960s black and white scroll (laughs) they could have done that that would have been kind of funny but like no they're like no we're gonna do the whole animation thing like it's like it's spider-man 2 like an opening of spider-man 2 or an (laughs) x-men you know i'm expecting you know the mutant dna thing (laughs) you know going through (laughs) the chromosomes yeah the chromosomes (laughs) the the, 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 uh, x gene (laughs) Yeah, the actually going through, and you know I love the theme, but like it's that's the trippy part is that it, it goes from like this old school retro style shows and like your modern superhero clothes, and it's it's doing that in every episode, and by the end it's gonna make sense. Like you'll see it, and it'll be like, yeah, you know, this is how the show is supposed to be because this is in reality, you know, this is a world, and yeah, I mean those last few episodes, I imagine I imagine it's gonna be like the last three. I would venture to guess maybe last three or four uh, that are out of um, the television show, whatever you want to call it. And I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. We haven't, we, they've already confirmed that Darcy Lewis from Thunder, uh, Thunder, from Thor, uh, Kat Daniels' character is supposed to be in it. Yeah. Um, We know that uh, Jimmy Woo, uh, Randall Park's character yeah. uh, is going to be in it. We already seen Monica Rambeau. Um, you know, a lot of the speculation is that Dark Lewis was the one sitting down watching uh, in episode one. Uh, a lot of speculation is that Randall Park's character was the one the voice. Uh, who's, yeah, who's the voice on the radio. Right. So these things are coming together. Um, and I, I mean, I'm excited, you know, because I feel like the really the one mystery is still all right, like one, who is Agnes? You know, is it Agatha Harkness? We assume, but they haven't really, they haven't really given us anything where it's like, you know, 100% certain. It's still speculation. And, like, who's the villain? Like, is Mephisto in it? Or is it someone else? Who's Ralph? Is Ralph Mephisto? I mean, those are still the conversations that will be had, or will be had, but, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's just been a, tr- a tremendous start. Um, for those people that I know there are going to be people that don't like anything or don't like everything, but yeah. And one thing about Marvel is that, you know, at the end of the day, like so much of their stuff is to some degree formulaic that like, you know, 
yeah, it was inevitable that some people may not like this. And to be fair, I still think that the majority of people are did enjoy those first two episodes. I, I think it's fine that they're doing something unique. And I kind of feel like the fact that we haven't had a Marvel... Something maybe for the opposite, but the fact that we haven't had a Marvel content in so long, I kind of like that. It's just, like, totally different than, like, the last Marvel thing we've seen. Like, if it would have just came back to business as usual... It would have been fine. I would have been excited about it. But this almost adds way more intrigue because it's like it's almost like when you have like your favorite artist or a favorite, you know, for me, like I love hip hop. I have a rapper and like, you know, listening to Kendrick Lamar's first album and then, you know, hearing To Pimple Butterfly and being like, what's all this sick psychedelic 70s funk happening? Like, this is not what I expected. But then there's intrigue in peeling that back and trying to feel like what's the story they're trying to tell. And I think that that's what makes art great when things are, they do throw you for a loop and they do try to do different new things while still being true to who they are and i think so far marvel is still trying to be true to who they are but they're doing something very uh different and i i I dig it i can't wait to see what else they have in store for this series but that's gonna do it for this edition of the new generation hero talk podcast we talked about a lot of stuff today and we got it in all in so i'm happy you guys enjoyed um of course you can catch all of our podcasts on new generation podcast network we're on spotify Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, as I said before, check us out on New Generation Media, where once again, our full WandaVision episode recast will be held on that platform. So on our New Generation Media page, where you're going to find those recaps. Me and Kendall did the first two episodes this past weekend. We will have another review this weekend. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. Again, you can subscribe to our channel, New Generation Media, to get that content. Also, make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, uh, and Facebook, New Generation Media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. You can find Shamari on Snapchat, MCShan22, as well as Instagram, MCShan22. And you can find Kendall on Twitter at NewGenKen. Thank you guys so much for listening into this podcast. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk for Kendall and for Shamari. I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.